<laughs> Week zero is in the books. Husker Nation's already. Uh, it sucked. Yeah, already on the old downward spiral. One game in. But week one is here. New hope. Some great top 25 matchups. Some intriguing games all around. A great Labor Day setup as football games go into Sunday and Monday. A lot to look forward to here on the Sing Second Podcast. We're putting week zero behind us and we're moving on to the to the Fordham Rams, maybe? Fordham Intermascot here. Um, but before we dive into this week's top 25 matchups, this week's Husker game, maybe even a new segment here or there, spoiler alert. Brandon, what's good? Feeling pretty inspired right now. Class is going good. Off to a good start with class I'm taking. So planes classes I'm teaching are going very well. I have a question nice. about being a Gator. Do yeah. they start every like Zoom meeting with nice chops? No, or? I would like to very much. I would like okay. to very much, but we don't do that. Maybe next. Maybe in two weeks when we have our next class Zoom, I'll start it off. It'll be awkward at first when it's just you. <laughs> but that's why it's on Zoom. But I'm awkward anyway. <laughs> so that's it. Just yeah, that's all. Things are going just, well. Yeah, going well. Uh, things going well. What's good? Everything. That's what Brandon just said. Uh, Bulldogs off to 1-0 start. Big win on, on Friday. It was a fun fun game to be a part of. That was awesome. Guys, guys played well, flew around. Number one team in the state, down yep. big. Yep. Uh, class B number one and came to our house. And we, we held serve and always fun to win the first one. And now it's on to the next. It was more than holding serve. I mean, it was domination. Yeah, it was, it was a fun, fun, fun little atmosphere. And Kyle only yelled at me one time. So yeah. I told you guys, I, I wasn't lying. When I saw my friends running out Friday night. Holding the other jogging out. I don't know if I said running. Holding another walking out. It. it. I got the chills. I just and and then when we started winning the game and when things were going well, I love seeing my friends. Like I said, you have a little swagger out there, and you guys you guys got to walk around with a little little swagger. Dominate, you did look good. Dominating the team. You did you like your dynamic cool. zoom? Yeah. You did it. Did it go through on the phone? Yeah, and I got my other friend up there in the box just. Spot identifying players helping out. Looked right out there. I saw Danny out there. Yep. Did the old fast zoom. <laughs> Texted it to him. I said dynamic zoom. I don't know if you guys know this, but when when the team runs out or after halftime, I'm a one man tunnel walk. I'm out there giving them high fives and stuff. It's me and like some fourth grade kid. Yeah, I appreciate it actually. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed after the game and our post game stretched a very very long time, but. Wait, I was actually looking for you post game, and I saw every member of your family but you. I I don't know. I didn't know what to do because people were out on the field. I didn't want to be the guy that thinks he knows everyone and is buddies with everyone. But but you do, and you are. That's the other thing I said is, and this happens after basketball games too. After you after the after you win a game, you get to go out and kind of just loiter and hang out and take pictures. And I I love seeing the high school kids get to enjoy the. Those moments, yep. so oh, this fruits of their labor it was brought brought down very. That high was was uh, killed very quickly uh, Saturday around noon with the Huskers. But you know, that was 
that was good. Anything else? Yeah, Andy, you have anything going going well in your life? What's good with, with the Butlers? People who are smarter than us is what's good. We, uh, we had our oven stove go out like two, I guess, two weeks ago. Maybe a week ago now, I don't know. Time kind of stood still when you couldn't make noodles and spaghetti and stuff like that. And so uh, we had like a week without a stove. And so a lot of ramen, a lot of, a lot of cold stuff. And one of Maggie's friends, her boyfriend came over, who's an electrician, and we, uh, he fixed it because we had the wrong breaker trip, and it was mislabeled or something. And so we got a stove again. So did he fix something, or did you just have to flip a switch? Flip a switch. And I mean, I pulled out the oven. I did the oh, tester yeah. where I put the prongs in the... Did you clean back there at least while you pulled it out, or did you just, you just look I at all the dirty stuff and the old food just mm-hmm. kind of cover back up? Put a, put a blanket <laughs> down or put like off a newspaper down like off Big Daddy. But uh, but no, I, we have a stove again. I'm excited to make some spaghetti for lunch tomorrow. I guess some hot this. meals. Some hot meals that aren't mac and cheese in the microwave. But no, that's what's good. Also, I always love kind of that first week of college football. where Now this week was a little different because it started on a Saturday. But this like Wednesday game as we record, it's halftime of the Jacksonville State and UAB game. But then there's big matchups on Thursday. There's some big matchups on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all the way into week two. It kind of has that cool vibe of what college basketball is kind of known for, where the first week you get one versus two versus you know, in four versus eight or whatever the, the craziness can be. And so it's been kind of a, a fun hosting of, of games, not just the high school level, but the college level. Yeah. I texted you guys. It said there's like a hundred great games starting Thursday. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't include today's no, that's fine. Wednesday that's fine. game, but all the way through Monday. And so what's good with me is that I'm going to start the whole thing off tomorrow at four o'clock. My, uh, my son, who's in eighth grade, is playing in his first ever tackle football game. Awesome. He didn't play in seventh grade. He didn't want to, so I made him go out for cross country. And a week into that, he decided he was playing football in eighth grade. <laughs> um, and then we never let him play tackle football before middle school. So this is it. He, and he he's a man of few words. Um, doesn't doesn't say a whole lot. So when you when he's talking about something often, you know he's excited and he's been been talking about football a lot so i know that he's excited that that makes me excited yeah. go from that to a fantasy football draft that i that i've got going tomorrow night thursday night um coastal carolina kicks off their season thursday night and that just the the fun rolls all the way through the weekend friday night one of my favorite things to do last year was to sit back on my porch and watch the bulldogs on on youtube so i'm gonna watch you guys uh Friday night and some other college football games. and I cannot tell you how excited I am about Saturday. Just Plus, with the, D2 is back. D3 football is back. I don't back. have that on my oh, list, okay. but I have about I have 16 football games that I'm excited to watch, plus a soccer game. That's a lot of football. Soccer mention. Soccer. Uh, a lot of good happening right now, fellas. <laughs> a lot of good. So speaking of good, Husker football. <laughs> uh What's what's the immediate reaction after last Saturday's debacle? Like the question I had was, is this the first or the last nail in the coffin, or are you gonna have a little optimism for us, Danny? Can I? Okay. Uh, well, 
That's a that's a lot in one question. It's a loaded. Question. What are the stages of grief? Because I go through the, I do go through those honestly. I'll, you know, I've I've gone from I'm done with the team. I bought some Iowa State gear Saturday night, and Iowa State's my team. <laughs> let it uh, marinate for a day. But you just went straight to now, the Ames store. And so I'll, let me give. We can get more into the game, but let me just give you my my short version here. Real quick, it's Have denial, you. isolation, anger. Bargaining, depression, <laughs> and then acceptance. The first one yeah, is I've, denial and isolation. That's it's together. And they say you don't necessarily go through them in order, but I am, I'm back to acceptance. And here's the thing, I have a lot of favorite teams in in all sports, a lot of teams that I'm interested in, but my, I don't even know if it's love or passion. Just I'm connected. It's like family. The Huskers are like family. So no matter what I say when I'm angry. No matter what I claim, I'm never going to not watch them and I'm never going to not care. Like other teams, if they're not doing well, I can just pretend like they're not even part of my life. So Nebraska, it's it's whatever as far as the results, but I'll be I'll be watching on Saturday. So I don't, uh, it doesn't matter if it's the first or last nail in the coffin. I, I don't know. You guys, you guys probably have deeper thoughts, so I'll let, I'll let you get to them. Brandon, what, what, what do you think? Because you're – out of everybody in the group, you always seem to be kind of the the purest in terms of, of Husker fandom. So, although you did bail on for about 15 years there. But there's so many questions I want to ask you guys about. Yeah. It. Well, for me, I was numb to it. I was not surprised at the safety right there. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was not surprised. Everything that was happening, I just feel as – Frost so eloquently put, same movie, if that movie was called like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good, sad movie name, but it it, it was rough. And I I feel this is the worst, the lowest, the fan base as a whole, the worst attitude about it. It may get covered up a little bit next week and the week after, but... I just feel like everybody's done. They're tired of it all. And I don't ever remember it this bad, even like when Bill Callahan was there during some of the Mike Riley. I mean, even Mike Riley, I don't know. It just seems everybody is on edge. And maybe it's because like the pandemic and everything else just all on this. But it seems low to me. Tell me your feelings in relation to mine, because I'm at the point now where when people just want to casually come up and like talk to me about the game and talk to me about like, you know, the X's and O's or whatever. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. It just makes me mad. I don't care. You can tell me whatever your thoughts are on the game. It's just, it's, it's what it has been. Like I have no interest even, even rehashing it at this point, but at the same time, I'll be, it'll be on the main TV at 11 AM on, on Saturday. Yeah, I, like what can you say about oh we should have done this we should have done that I can't believe Adrian Martinez yeah. fumbled the game like yeah it's the same crap I've been to, talking about for all these years but let's to, line up again and, and do it again Sorry. I used to really like listening to the Scott Frost press conference because I do think every once in a while he has some pearls in there but you've honestly seen the same press conference for twelve weeks like maybe scattered but it's been it's always the same and. I think before this, like that I can remember, because there's always games and flows where you're like, God, we're not very good or whatever. But I think back to, I can't remember what year it was or who was even the coach at the time, that Iowa State game 
where we just completely dominated them from start to finish, but had seven turnovers. Niles Paul had a breakaway oh, touchdown. Yeah. The ball just falls out. And, like, that to me was kind of a, a, a super low point, and that was, like, the valley at that point. But to me, that was still part of probably a 8-4 and four season or 7-5 and five season. So if that was the valley then, we have created a new low point. Well, it's impossible to find, like, the hope. Like, when you saw that happen Saturday, it's impossible to find the hope. I'm still going through trying to figure out how we win six games, but... For me, now it's easier to count the losses than to find <laughs> yeah. the wins. Like, I went from a Eight. week oh, ago, yeah. our you ceiling know, remember was, how our ceiling was 10 wins. Oh, yeah, and, and now I'm like, well, we already got the one loss. Well, <laughs> count November out. That, those are all losses. You know, and then it's just, I'm being negative about it, and I don't want to sound like, I'm just bashing on them, but it's because you care and you want better. And it's, it's not like I know they can do better because I don't know that they yeah. can do better because it's been this. I think that's on. what makes it the most most miserable. Yeah, It's a lot loss of hope. Uh, I guess the one thing that was a positive for me, Mr. Negative towards the house, because I'm going to be the guy who talks about the good stuff. <laughs> just so you know, he was wearing an Illinois shirt Sunday morning. I was. No one said anything. I took a picture of it and showed Danny <laughs> the next really? day on Monday. Yeah, I was, was going to say, no one said anything. I was trying to uh, figure out a way to work See, it in. These people hated you so much, and they were just so disgusted <laughs> that they didn't even want to find the humor in it and bring it up. I know. Like, he showed me the picture of it, and that made me mad. <laughs> Well, I'm glad it did its intended thing, but, which is why I have so much gear. So that way, when the Huskers lose, I can still root for a one. Please tell me you don't have a Fordham anything. I don't, but I've searched like years ago. What well, what will have to happen? Sorry, Andy. We'll get to your thoughts next because I know they're important. But what would have to happen Saturday against Fordham for you to just be excited? Hundred to one. Hundred to three. Because even that would be like, ah, oh, that was supposed to happen. I think one of the biggest disappointments from last Saturday is just you didn't see one person just like, oh, wow, that guy has actually gotten a lot better. I, I think Oliver, the, Oliver, I think the receivers actually showed glimpses, yeah. but I guess it all comes down to receiving. Adrian Martinez did not look any better than what he had previously, and I think that's where you lose kind of all hope. But, Andy, back to oh, your positive thoughts. not helped very much. You know, I thought obviously the defense gave up 23 points or whatever, you know, without the fumble that happened at the end of the first half. But, you know, they gave up 167 rush yards, which isn't ideal, but it was on 48 carries. And so it comes out to be about three and a half yards. And in the past four, five, six seasons, they've averaged around five, six yards per carry. So to have your yards per carry go down two, almost two and a half to three yards, that's a pretty significant change. Plus, we had a pass rush. And I don't remember the last time we had guys with multiple sacks in a game. And I don't remember who it was, but, I mean, obviously we knocked Brandon Peters out of the game real quick. Garrett Nelson was the one that put the final hit was on him. Was it? And so, like, now it, and it looked, wasn't just – He looked pretty tough. And it wasn't just Garrett who got there that – Yeah. No, no somebody like, had him already wrapped up yeah. and he came to, to finish it. And so, like – the defense just looked different. It felt different. Now, obviously, the offense didn't do its job, and so it put the defense in some tough spots. And so that's why, you know, the 30, 30 points end up being 30 points. But if the offense can do anything, any explosiveness, whether it be on the ground or in the pass, besides one broken coverage that gave Adrian all of his rushing yards, I mean, 
I thought the defense played pretty darn well. Yeah, and obviously if if it's in butts or candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> One season. But. <laughs> One season. <laughs> Hashtag. Do you, do you guys honestly think the game has a different outcome if the interception slash roughing the passer slash taunting call is different? Well, at that point, it's what sixteen to two, or yeah, at one point, it was the right sixteen call. to two. Yeah, I'm just saying though, if Caleb Tanner does not just destroy that quarterback, which I don't even necessarily. But he know also the right he call. also. Like taunted him afterwards. The, the taunting was the worst part. I didn't honestly think that the, the yeah, hit he's like here, was that bad. He probably he could have he could have slowed up. Is the only thing, yeah. but yeah. Uh, no, and I, it doesn't matter. Uh, I want to be done talking about <laughs> yeah. the game. Uh, There's too much other fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, when we can get out of it. My my last point though, and I, I mentioned it to. to I these do have guys. one question though. When we, when I was looking just at the overall the stats of it. Adrian Martinez, leading passer. Adrian Martinez, leading rusher. One touchdown rushing, obviously, on the long one. One touchdown passing. Obviously, had the crucial fumble at the end of the first quarter. But he had almost 350 total yards, two touchdowns. And everybody is just like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're stuck with him. Well, and, like, so my big deal with that is he gets the blame for a lot of stuff. And I think it's there's three things that really add up to it. Uh, everything you've read the last three years, our quarterback has been the leading rusher, no. not only in attempts but also in yards. And it wasn't supposed to be that it's way. It's not. Year. Yeah, this was the year it was not going to be that way. They're going to be downhill. The, they had 80 less yards rushing. Second thing, we don't have receivers who can get open. We saw two refs go down because we had to run so many mesh routes to get guys open. Is that the new thing they're? Offensive guys are doing instead of like the rub route. It's they're like they just well, run what? it right off the end of the. Well, we rest. did lose one of our Illinois players. <laughs> Illinois players should have got kicked play. out for targeting because that was helmet. That was helmet to head. On. And and so like so you got those two things. But then the third thing is is just the development. And I don't know if it's a play system thing, but teams Adrian's first year they had his first or second read. He looked awesome. Teams took away. His first and second read, and when he gets to his third read, we don't have the the defense or the receiver depth skill wise to make a third read be dangerous. And so he's having to either scramble and run, aka his long run, or he gets sacked because he he has no one literally to do anything with. And so I think he gets the blame for a lot of stuff because his stats scream great stuff. And yeah, it's one big run and. Uh, the last couple of drives where he was really moving the ball. But, I mean, yeah, it kind of comes back to that quote. When, when the defense lined up like they did, half our playbook went out the window. Like, what uh, are that, we doing? That, that was going to be my question. I, would, I, I have a question about that, too. I want, I want one of you football coaches to give me the dummy, <laughs> just couch, couch watcher version of what does that even mean? Like, it screams run the flex, though. That's what it screams. <laughs> because Aurora did the same thing to us, and we put 40 points on it. But how how do you say you had to throw away half of your? We were gonna get in trips, but they were in a four man front, so we didn't have this. I don't. So here's the thing. All right, this annoys me because so speaking from like a coaching in a spread system and all this, you know, and we would see teams because I was gonna ask you, what do you think that means? The way they're lined up, are you talking about a, a front? Because there wasn't anything like 
crazy coverage-wise now. So I was assuming that they're talking about a front, right? And so when we would do it, every time we would get ready to face an opponent and you trade film and then we get tape and tape of of 4-2, all right? And it's like, but we know they're not going to run a 4-2 against us at the time. They're going to run a 3-2, you know? And so when we would do that, we would spend time, you know, even and especially if we didn't know the opponent, it's like, all right, this day we're going over pass protection for a 4-2. We're watching, you know, whatever the call's going to be for whoever's the declared Mike to pick up that extra guy. And then you have that. And then we would say, okay, this is how we're going to be running the option on inside drill against the 4-2. And this is, these two guys are teaming up here. These two guys are teaming up here. We're leaving the end here. You're attacking that person. And then, like, the next days, it would be, like, the 3-2, you know? And then it's like, okay, now we're in a 3-4 box. So now we're going to declare which of the outside guys were responsible. In most of our cases, it was the guy who was on the side of the running back. Unless we were running play action, then, you know, the running back would pick him up. And then it's like, okay, now option for this, it's a little bit more tricky. We are just going to have to declare if we are going to release the true end or if we're going to release the outside backer end. You know, in that case, nobody's there anyway, so that's usually what we would option off of for that. And it's just like we would do that for each time. And I remember always thinking like, God, I hope that this team decides one time to place in a 4-2. And then they never did. It was like the three, but we had practiced it. So when I had heard the comment of like how they lined it up, I went to the highlights of our busted plays, and it's like, it was a 4-2. It was a 4-2. And I'm like, so you just spent this whole time. You knew they had a new coaching staff. You weren't 100% sure what they're going to do, but I think you could have found some time to put some stuff into where you're looking at some things other than the amount of guys down on the freaking line. I thought that was the most bizarre thing i've ever heard and i'm sure there's more to it is that what it but came it, down to the number of guys it irritates out of line? well i can't figure out so what else it would have been other things about. i've read is uh, kind of along that line the d coordinator used to coach at wisconsin when blmo was at wisconsin well they ran that three four that gave them fits and then they showed up and ran a three four at their spring game and then ran a four two five against us on saturday but it's like it's the spread system. You've you've ran this for the last eight years, whether it be at UCF or parts of Oregon. You didn't see a four two five. Make an adjustment, man. Draw some shit up, some stuff up. So it's frustrating. If you were to ask Coach Frost if we played these guys in the middle of the season, we'd beat them then, right? You would hope. Is but, that what he's? I I think Frost was trying to say something that would take the heat off of some of his guys, whether it be the O-line or coaching staff, and it just came out super poor. Because, That's what I'm hoping. I hope so. Because, bad. like, yeah, to me it's all about the front. It's all about the amount of pressure that they got consistently early. Like that Calvin Hart was just yeah. living in the backfield. They couldn't ever account for him. He Somehow he managed to kind of spy Martinez and yet still pressure him anytime he needed to. So maybe they weren't expecting the speed on the inside where he was kind of sitting and they were kind of, I don't know. But I think Frost tried to save some guys or take some of the pressure off. And it to me, it just made it worse. Well, <laughs> put, it the, made, put the pressure on him, which he doesn't yeah. really need. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's the toughest part. Like, he's obviously a great head coach because that's his first inclination. Like, you're already not well-liked within the national media, and here we are just adding fuel to the fire on the old ESPN clicker. I don't know if anyone else this week has uttered the phrase, he's obviously a great head coach. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, maybe servant if, head coach, servant or he's, he's taking the blame yeah. for everything, but... Yeah, I... He's probably a good leader. He's yeah, probably a good coach. I, I don't know. La- last thing before we we tish the Huskers. Okay, we played Fordham at home, home opener. Uh, I'm assuming we all think that this is a game we can win. I want you to answer two questions quickly. Well, one answer quickly, and then expound on the second one if you need to. What do you think we win by? And do you guys care that the sellout streak was saved? We'll start with you, Brandon. Probably win by 28, give or take some missed X points, possibly. <laughs> and then uh, thoughts on the sellout streak that just got announced today that it was being extended. It doesn't matter to me saved. anymore. I think after last year, anyway, you know where it was kind of questionable. And I mean, it's good that they bought tickets for people to be able to come and stuff. I think that's cool. But you know, it's. Yeah. It's not that important to me anymore. It's some, it's something that the university cares about being able to say, and then everyone now in the nation is just like, eh, whatever. Well, it's it's usually always the first thing that the national yeah. broadcast says, and yeah. on Saturday I think that you they're gonna say it. I want them to say have, it, and then pan to the entire crowd, and then and we'll, then we'll see. Like well, to me, it's, a, it's if it looks like a sellout, it's a sellout. Half full stadium. I mean, I'm not going, but. So I can't complain about it too much, but I'm <laughs> yeah. dreading seeing yeah. that just looking pitiful. Yeah, there. if it if it leads to if if it's a bad visual, then I'll be I'll be kind of sad. Me too. Now I, I guess the one again positive Tuesday Wednesday for me for some reason, but it is uh, a donor bought all these tickets so that way they could uh, hand them out to eighth grade students or younger, and I think that's at least trying to bridge the gap. Husker football has a lot of old fans. There's going to be a lot of unused tickets. And and so I think that's kind of the thing. is like, well, if we can make this about the kids now, and then they grow up going to Husker games for free, whatever, but it's the thing to do on Saturday instead of watching it at home, like a lot of younger people are starting to do and like. I, I think that's yeah. that's their only – the cool part about it is at least it's, they're trying to make it a younger fan base, whereas – Husker football is all. It's fun to go guys. to, man. Everybody needs to experience it. There's gonna be a lot of unused tickets. Yeah, Kid, yeah. Kids, kids are not are not into it, and and I think the only solution to that is winning. Yeah. At, at this point, what would the university ever do like during the game if the sellout streak ended? I think it's to a number where they're never gonna let it die. But like, what if what if you were at the game? And they don't say in the beginning of the second quarter yeah. that the the sellout streak well, ended. Do you think I don't that even thing think just it matters. disappears? Because there's so been so much gray area the last several years about. I mean, this isn't a new thing. Yeah, but we could even get, back when we were good, there was a couple times when they're like, "Well, people had to come and buy in the extra, buy up the extra tickets." Yeah, maybe sold it'll tickets convince sold them tickets. to yeah. lessen either lower ticket prices because that is expensive, you know, yeah. for a call team. Or give people some room. Let's yeah. give them some armrests yeah. and some cup holders and uh, have a little few yeah. less tickets, 
easier to sell. That's, I, that's what I did for. All I can envision, that would get more people going to the games yeah. if they knew it was going to be a more it's comfortable an uncomfortable experience. three hours. Yep. You know, like, it's not when you're really good and you and you think your team's going to be a national champion. Then you pile it yeah. in, you cram you in there, and you smell the people around or, you, and, yeah. or COVID. Yeah, but uh, I can only imagine. Because, you know, at the basketball games, they want those that first row, that first bowl, and then maybe even part of the second bowl full. Matt, you're going to see people coming from the rafters down and have some pretty darn good seats just because there's going to be so many empty in the middle. Okay. That's going to look bad on LBT and on Saturday. We'll see. All right, before we shift to the national landscape, we're going to try something a little bit new. Uh, we have unveiling the Nebraska Land Bank presents... BP's Grilling Game Plan of the Week. In the future, I think we have a little sounder. I know Danny really wants a button to push. Get so us we, a soundboard. So we get a little grilling sound. But Ooh, yes. uh, one. we, we shifted damn. the Nebraska Land sponsorship to something that actually truly matters. BP's Grilling Game Plan of the Week. Brandon, what's on tap for Saturday? Whew. Well, I got to say last week... Tried out a new recipe. I'm excited for season two of our YouTube page, which is hopefully going to have all of you making some videos and putting on some content on that. But uh, for just the summer, I had our, our recipes on there and tried a little faux burnt ends recipe, which I'm excited about. Danny here is going to, I think, yep. do that this I got I got Saturday. all the ingredients today. Made a little trip. So I'm excited to hear what how Thank he thinks of it. Thank Maybe you, Nebraska we can have Land a little, Absolutely. Have a little collaboration. And, yeah, get that Nebraska Land Bank card. Go to your local grocery store. Buy some of those hot Tams, spicy sauces for your meats and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do this Saturday. <laughs> so uh, we have some family coming in. My aunt and cousin are coming into town, so I'm excited about that. They're going to go on a horse ride with my daughter and my wife. I am not a horse rider, so I I don't know. I this is sounding like a rib day to me. Yeah, so I, I could go ribs depending if they're going to be back later or if they want to eat before they go, then it could be the smash burger. So I'm going to have a couple – meat options and then i'm thinking whatever i don't go a saturday sunday or possibly monday it's a holiday, holiday weekend three-day <laughs> weekend yeah so um for sure though i would like to have some kind of memphis style ribs going on which you all can see how to make on the youtube page and also uh some smash burgers because they're fast they're easy to make and i love those things so that's what that's what we got on the grill going awesome on. I'm excited. excited. Jinx. Yeah. Danny. I just said your name. Yeah, Danny, be, what's, what's your uh, your three most exciting things about your faux burnt ends that you're about to put together? What are the three major keys? Well, obviously, burnt ends are always a highlight when you go to a barbecue place. Um, but to make them takes takes a little bit more. And here's what I'm excited about. I don't have to risk buying an expensive cut of meat to make something that's going to taste pretty good. So actually uh, raided, raided the freezer of new Sing Second listeners, uh, my parents, Jim and Patty. <laughs> nice. Um, they, they finally listened after all this time of me sending them the link to, to listen to the podcast. That 42 it, episodes. And my mom went ahead and just said, great show. It was really fun to listen to. Um, I totally agree with Kyle. 
about whatever. Oh, about the black shirt take. And I'm actually reading the text as he walks into my room, so I have to. I had to share that with him. Um, and actually, I, I'm, I'm uh, sidetracking here, but uh, my dad did inform me that not only were was the starting defense getting black shirts, but the second team defense or yellow shirts and the third team defense were green shirts so if you're walking around there in a green shirt you uh you weren't seeing the field too much and then all all offense wore white i said (laughs) or red i can't remember white or red but yeah they made sure to uh chime in but i got a, a nice uh nice cheap cut of meat and i like stuff that takes a while so it looks like you're uh, putting a lot of effort in. Looks like you really sorry, honey. Spend I'm, I'm a lot of time tied over the up grill. on the grill right now. Yep, got to have a couple beverages, and but I don't like high risk. I like I like time consuming, low risk. I, I make a lot of like chicken stuff, like chicken, chicken wings high and high ceiling. Yep. Something something tells me Danny cooks a lot of ribs. <laughs> yeah, and well, I screwed him up last time. But. <laughs> The my favorite thing to eat is a brisket, and I've never never made one because that seems that seems high risk. Hauser NP makes a, a good brisket. Does That's, he? Yep. I'm assuming he gets his all of his tips from from Brandon here. So uh, makes a good brisket. I've had it a couple of times. This would also be a good time to mention that I also started my grill on fire again on Saturday. Ooh, the, the Traeger. Yeah, the Traeger. When it when it when I'm cooking like it was burgers, a whole bunch of burgers. When you get it really hot and it gets super greasy. The grease just gets too much and then up in flames. Fire extinguisher or just close? I went, I, everyone, like, I'm standing. I had people over for the first time in a long time to watch a, watch invite, a game, though. which was awesome. No, you guys didn't. It was a family deal. I thought um, we were family. Well, sort of. Two different types of family. There's <laughs> the ones I like and then you guys. <laughs> but I'm standing there by it while it's on fire, and three people are telling me, like, hey, your grill's on fire. <laughs> So I quickly ran and got the hose and sprayed it down. Yeah. I can't put a grease fire out with water. So I'm not going to do that. First I time got... I've used a fire extinguisher was on the old trigger. Yeah. First time in my life. And then, of course, I, I paraded myself around as a hero the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maddie always says, like, remember when you almost burned down the house? And I was saying, no. I remember the time I saved our house. Yeah. <laughs> I do recall that. Exactly. So I, I'm, I'm not going to be putting any videos of me making any food on the YouTube channel for a while, but um, maybe chicken wings. I feel pretty good about my chicken wings. Over under, who makes a bowl game slash a video first? The Huskers make a bowl game or Dane makes a cooking video first? I won't, because then you'll see my grill with all the time. <laughs> all the, the paint, like, flaking off from the fires. and Mine looks like it's well seasoned grill. Star Wars. <laughs> it just has all the stuff peeling off and the part where R2 used to sit. The, okay, so here's – we can move on after this, but – I really wanted to be invested in watching the game on Saturday. I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to visual. I wanted to see all the players. So I kind of didn't tend to the grill very much. But now that I have no expectations for the rest of the season, it's going to be more of a casual viewing so I can be yeah. grilling, watching. Grill mess. Watching another game, just kind of not fully invested. And it's only for my own own mental health. That's yeah. important. So that concludes our first ever BP's Grilling Game Plan of the Week, brought to you by Nebraska Land Bank. Thank you to Nebraska Land Bank. Yes. So, 
As we shift to national landscape, a lot of big games. Uh, we have a top five matchup, Georgia and Clemson. We have five different top 25 matchups. And the thing that I find the coolest is everybody except for Michigan and I think Maryland in the Big Ten are playing either cross-conference or other Power 5 schools, yeah. which really, I think, builds into what Andy was saying, that this first week is kind of their kickoff, just like college basketball has their 24-hour marathon and all of the holidays. It feels like, it feels like bowl, bowl season yeah. a little bit. So uh, I'll lay out here, guys, what has you most excited this Saturday? Brandon? For me, just out of the big matchups. Just anything in general, Saturday. I'm excited for Army Georgia State. All three of the military academies just because seeing in second opportunities. I'm, I'm pumped about that. Uh, Wyoming, they have a game. They have a tough one, don't they? They have Montana State. Yeah. That's a so I'm curious about that. And for the big landscape, all Clemson. All Georgia. Georgia was one of my uh, one of my playlist teams yep. who I wanted to see not succeed and see all their top season gonna win the national. And then they and I forget what song I used for that. Um, I can't remember. It was like the one one of the ones where I didn't know the actual lyrics to the words, <laughs> which I guess would be all of those songs. But uh, and then oh my god, that's gonna bother me. But anyway, whatever that. Unbelievable. <laughs> EMF. Yeah, that's what it was. There's a lot at stake for both those teams. That, that, that'd that be, man, I, I would not want to be a coach of either of those teams right now. Well, and like last year, all those games it seemed like were conference games. Yeah. And so now it's double good because it we get to see these cool matchups. Clemson always has a hiccup. They always end up having a hiccup well, mid-season. it's usually like pit. So if they don't win this game. If they if if Georgia beats them and then they have their usual hiccup, they're they're out of the picture. Fun to watch for sure. Danny, what has you most excited? Just the whole thing. Like I, I great answer. Yeah, pick yeah. three of your twenty-seven <laughs> games. We're not picking games anymore. Remember, <laughs> we just we're just going to talk about generalities. No, but what what games actually have you the most excited? You're gonna watch, no matter what. Well, so what I always do on Monday or Tuesday when I'm sitting at my job and not really focused on my job so much is my beginning of the week is just go through all the games and kind of mark down the ones that I'm excited about. And the ones that I the ones that I'm like, all right, I'm watching these. They're going to be on screen A or screen B. And usually there's four or five games in a week. There are 16 football games that I plan on at least being interested in, plus a little bonus game that I didn't write down at first, plus a soccer game Saturday night. Now, to, not to cut you off here, Danny, but this is like a proud dad moment for me because this is what I've done for years, and Danny's like, nah, I watched this game and that game and then whatever. Yeah, and, and it now, used to be I would only watch ones with, with top 25s. Yeah, and but, now Danny's like, I've got 16. I'm like, me too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So let me it, – it's my playlist teams. I'm, I'm excited – uh, Thursday night for Coastal Carolina, even though they're playing the Citadel. Um, also Thursday night is the U.S. men's national team's yeah. first World Cup qualifying game at El Salvador. So let's get that on the list. That's it's 9 o'clock, CBS Sports Network on Thursday. 
Uh, North Carolina at Virginia Tech oh, is you, a. You skipped your Dabo Light game Thursday. Ohio State, Minnesota, but that's not one that I'm most excited about. Um, North Carolina, Virginia Tech is going to be some Friday afternoon viewing prior to the Bulldogs <laughs> kicking five, off. 5 p.m. kickoff. Um, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And then, of course, Clemson, Georgia. No, I, I, I mean, I don't have any one that I think is overwhelmingly exciting to talk about. I just think it's the full slate of Thursday through Monday. Um, but I know Kyle probably wants to talk about Alabama versus Miami. I don't, actually, because I, I think you get Alabama in these preseason games and you just expect them to roll. I don't even know if Miami is really expecting to win. They just want a good showing to kind of – lead up to a, a big game against Clemson at some point in the year. Uh, but I, th- I think when you see Alabama on, on the schedule, you just chalk it up, especially early, because I honestly don't know if they have ever come out in one of these early games and looked flat, looked like they were, weren't prepared. So, no, I'm – No I, question at all about a brand-new quarterback that's a millionaire already? No, I would assume that – the reason why he's a millionaire is there he's gonna just fall in the he's lineage of sling it, no fear. Yeah. So what excites you then? Just there's gonna be about Roseanne four hours on. of Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> no. I honestly, because I, I mentioned it last week, I was I was kind of disappointed, or maybe it was in a text. I was I was disappointed not to wake up on Saturday, fire up the TV, and have college game day. And I know college game day is a little bit of a a hot button topic for a few people around this table, one in particular. Well, there was an hour between when that ended and our game started. But no, there was no college game day. Yeah, there was. Of, of substance. Not like you're accustomed to, not like you're going to see on Saturday. No, but there, it was on. I watched it. Well, well, it, was, well it, it, wasn't, was, it just wasn't on leading up to the first game. They had like the game delay or, you know. Yeah. I had, I had ag or... day. I had two a TV in each room going, but the the timing was a little off. So I had to time it so the volume was the same, you know, in both rooms. So then I had to I had to have Ag Day on for like thirty minutes, really loud too, because I had the volume up. Yeah, I like I said. So that's actually what I'm most excited for is just seeing the pomp and circumstances of the first big week, whether it's the top twenty five matchups. Just there's always going to be an upset at, at some point. Obviously, with all those with all those top twenty five teams playing, you know somebody's going to lose. You're going to get a you gonna get a dog walk in Saturday morning? Probably not. We're yeah. gonna get back pretty late. I actually have two tickets to the Oscar game. And I'm trying <laughs> to find somebody to go with, and, and so I might be sitting in Memorial Stadium uh, on Saturday morning. Okay. So remote, remote say, location. I definitely don't think. Make sure to stop day. by the Nebraska Land uh, Bank tailgate. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to. I'll see if if anybody recognizes me from Voice Alone. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause Just you're, walk around, and be like, "What's good? Yeah, what's good." <laughs> Got it, guys. Got any extra <laughs> <laughs> or tickets to your tailgate? Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's got you most excited for uh, before we unveil our last new segment of the week? I, you know, I just think because I, I probably could bleed into the old last segment there, but uh, I am intrigued by Texas and Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisiana, top twenty-five team, kind of has taken over that group of five power that's not in the American. So the lesser of the group of fives type of deal. Um, obviously, Coastal Carolina is another big headliner with that, but I think Louisiana's done it longer. But they are so, also are the oldest team. They They're have weak. the most uh, guys coming back 
uh, post-COVID and whatnot. Um, but versus a Texas team who Steve Sarkeesian coming over from Alabama, usually offense. Yep, offense transfers. He's won at USC and Washington, and now he's been a misfit toy under Nick Saban. And so just to see if it's as bad as it looks or if it's better than maybe expected. Texas is an eight-point favorite. Betting advice, if anyone needs it, if you're in a place where you can bet on sports legally, Texas rolls them by more than eight. Ooh, taking so, the points. So probably don't listen to Danny, but uh, Louisiana beat Iowa State yeah, last I, year, and Iowa State beat Texas by – Well, Iowa State always does that. It always happens. I'm predicting – so, Iowa State fan, Danny, with the Iowa State – yeah, let's go clones. A lot, of, a lot of starters returning on that squad. They're they're strong. Easily going to take on Northern Iowa. They didn't even put a spread on that game because a lot of times they don't. Yeah. Do you know what Northern Iowa's mascot is? Scott Frost, coach there for a while. <laughs> he did. So probably him. That's where he was a GA. Wasn't after K State. Here's a question because when I looked at Louisiana at Texas, like 23rd ranked team versus 21. One of those teams is not going to be in the top 25 at the end of the year. Probably Louisiana. But no then you way. go down. No way. Louisiana will lose that game, but win all the others up to Coastal Carolina, and they'll be in the top 25. I, I disagree. Let's write that down. We got a, Me and you got a little season wager. Okay. Louisiana. Are we talking about Louisiana or Louisiana Lafayette? Uh, they got rid of the Lafayette <laughs> part. If you knew anything about those Louisiana schools. I know, but the schedule I print off every week still puts Lafayette <laughs> on it. Okay, so here's – Here's my other question. Indiana at Iowa, 17 Indiana at 18 Iowa. What are the chances both of those teams are still in the top 25 at the end of the year? I think there's 0%. One of them is going to. That was almost one of my matchups for you to. I know. I knew where that was going. I think Indiana is going to fall off. I think they, I I talked about the Minnesota bump, that they're about ready to fall off the cliff. I don't even know if Indiana is going to get to the edge of the cliff before they start rolling back downhill. Like, they had a great season last year. Their quarterback got hurt, and they kind of tailed off already toward the end of last year. I think it's kind of a respect ranking here, but I don't see them competing with Iowa because I do think Iowa's kind of proven itself to be a team that can be consistently good every single year. Same I wouldn't be surprised like. to see Iowa lose like a game like that early on. Because like end of the year Iowa, always really good. Beginning of the year Iowa yeah. looks kind of bad. And then all of a sudden, right when it's they're on like an eight-game win streak playing Nebraska, you know, and yeah. it's like, man. Can I just give a little other little update on uh, one of my playlist teams? I would like you to. UTEP blew out New Mexico yeah. State. Yeah. Yep. 30 to 3. Keep an eye on them. Yeah. Up and comers. Uh, if you're interested, ESPN3, which I didn't even know was a thing That's anymore. That's just the computer. Yeah. It's, like ESP, it's the free version of ESPN+. Plus. Okay. So 8 p.m., they got Bethune-Cookman. You guys remember them? Oh, yeah. 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 Short notice. Took the game. Yeah. So. All right. And that actually leads to a great transition to our last <laughs> segment oh, I hope. Of, of the night. And, again, when, when we – when this podcast was born, I think there's four different people that have four different ideas, and not one of the ideas was that they well, were I mean, only, Brandon's idea. We were only going to talk about some of these obscure and, games. And also, I feel like Mo or Shep in that, if this was like the Three Stooges, but the Fourth Stooge, who wasn't a part of the original, but people know me as an original, you know? 
Yeah, Hauser was there for the initial discussion. Yeah, <laughs> never been. He here. never got invited. You did, so yeah. hey. Well, when you host D Street Studios. <laughs> so again, here's a segment that eventually we will also have a button that we can push that. No one cares. <laughs> that leads us into this, but here is again another maiden voyage of. It's Andy Butler's obscure game of the week. The sound, the sound for that is going to be like a door opening and like feet going out the door and a door <laughs> shutting, and then it's only Andy <laughs> for the rest of the time. How much time do I got left here, guys? Uh, talk to nobody. But this is probably one of my favorite weeks of the year um, because you see a lot of FCS teams play FBS teams. I was looking the D two ranks. I was looking even the D three D three ranks. Not a lot of games have really piqued, uh, piqued my interest. But this is always like the week of the giant killers, if you would. Uh, we mentioned already how you and I beat Iowa State a couple of years ago. Um, not going to happen this year. No. We've mentioned how North Dakota State rolls into Iowa, beats Iowa, or all, all just those big moment games. But for, for one team in general, and I think you could pay, maybe pick two teams out this, this year that is this way, usually you want to see your FBS team get a lot of guys in this game and for a team like Kansas who opens up against a South Dakota team who has been a top tier of the Missouri Valley not not North Dakota State not South Dakota State just South Dakota no, no you don't want to put them up there with those guys no you know? no but this is I think a test for Lance Leipold to see a what could you do with four weeks before the season because he got there after spring practice and once summer fully started hitting who is that the head coach of Kansas, Lance oh, Leipold. He used to coach at Nebraska. I don't know if you knew that, okay. Nebraska fan. Gotcha. But back in the day, just to see how bad it really is, because obviously Kansas hasn't been good for a long time. Les Miles tried to do it the right way by recruiting uh, high school players instead of the JUCO route. But obviously last year, going over in a Big 12 only season, not good. Losing Coastal Carolina last year, handily, not good. Then obviously all the recruiting stuff that came out. Um, and all the trouble Les Miles got in. Who's, yeah, yeah, who's favorite? I was going to say, saying that Les Miles ever does it the right way <laughs> after all the stuff comes out, I don't know if it's ever a good thing. But. Yeah, so I'm interested in South Dakota and Kansas for that very reason, uh, because South Dakota is a respectable FCS team, maybe not a top 10, top 5 FCS team, which is where you see a lot of those upsets come from. Uh, but just where, how, how far down is Kansas? And then at the same token, Holy Cross plays at UConn, and I feel like UConn <laughs> is like the northeast version of Kansas football where they play for basketball season, and if they can field 20 guys on the football oh, team, that's beautiful. a win. Yeah. I mean, they lost to Fresno State by like 45 points yeah. last, last week. but What some of these teams need to do is just totally switch up how many guys they line up on defense <laughs> on the line. Line up and the then the other, the other team, team thinks that you'll look across, and the other team will take their playbook, <laughs> rip half of it out, <laughs> And just trash it, and they'd be like, guys, we only have the shitty half of the playbook left. Crap. Sorry. Hey, quarterback, try to drop back, don't throw it, then run fast. Run fast. Go Yotes on the old uh, Andy Butler yeah. obscure game of the yeah. week. And we the, only have, issue, uh, the only issue is it's Friday night at like 7 o'clock. So I don't know if you'll be watching that one. I'm, I'm going to be busy. Now, last year when I was up in the box, I could kind of sneak away and watch a few plays. Oh jeez! I'm signaling stuff in now. I can't do. Do stuff we like have that. Uh, a breaking news like for just 
news that just dun, happened dun, right dun, now dun, just dun, flashed dun, dun, on the screen. See, I think this is what, that's why we need these buttons. So the news that flashed on the screen that right by the now. time people are listening to this, they'll already know. So if, well, you, if you've been following along <laughs> Windows with, uh, did not find any threats just scanning my machine. <laughs> just came up right across the podcast and it gave me a heart <laughs> attack. Scared that it was going to close out. But no good? threats. It's all good. Roller coaster okay. of emotions I just yep. went through right there. The show will go on. Okay. But if you've Sorry. been following the hate tweets that have followed some of my football knowledge posting on the old Sing Second Twitter podcast, you'll know that Brandon and I try to spice stuff up by picking some games. And last week, of course, he gave me Nebraska and Illinois. And, of course, being the Fairweather fan I was, I picked Nebraska when I have always picked against Nebraska and won way more times than I don't. So Brandon won by picking the game and then making you, then having obviously knowing you'd pick Nebraska. Techno yeah. Super Bowl tournament rules. Yeah. One person picks the matchup, the other person picks who's going to win it. Yeah. And so uh, then, Sly movie. then Sly movie. I, so of course my obscure game of the week, I made him choose between UTEP and New Mexico State, and he chose UTEP. So one, hey. one is way off. Can't ever go wrong with UTEP. The family right. of my family is also my family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and I honestly think this recap is really important because I think some of you guys who are actually really interested are finally getting to the halfway point of all of the tweets yep, that, Land, yep. that Andy sent yep. explaining what this contest yep. is all about. So. And so uh, so Brandon had got not only does being up in the standings get to pick his matchups for me first, uh, but I have to get two correctly to go back to one game. And if Brandon miss, misses one, then he joins me at level two. And so uh, the goal is obviously kind of like golf to get back to being as close to zero as possible. Um, and so my game, now Brandon's already told me uh, the games I have, so I'm saved about this picking this. I'm still never going to understand yeah. it. South Dakota I'm at... participating, and I have to have Andy tell me. I thought he was picking two this time, nope. and it turns out I was picking nope. two. Oh, yep. wow. So South so, Dakota yeah. at Kansas is my game for Brandon this week. So I'm going Jayhawks, Kansas. Rock Chalk. Now it's going to be 30-3, to three and I'm like, well, sweet. I should have picked any other Rock, game. Rock Chalk, Jayhawks. You could, you I should never have Kyle to win that one. I have such little respect for Kansas as <laughs> a football team. Yeah. I don't have a lot of respect for them, but I just got it. If they can't win this one, when can they win? They did just unveil some pretty cool. <laughs> the baby blue on royal blue yeah. or whatever. That's a bold choice. Oh, the helmets are cool. And then you look down and went, ooh, that, yeah. are they, that's Coastal Carolina green there? Or? No uh, no alternate uniforms ever, like, fully nail it. There's always one part that I really like and then another part I'm like, well, why'd they do that? I've been, I waited my whole life to see Nebraska in black. Yeah. And when they went all black, I was actually kind of into it. I, I guess there was still right, a miss. There was still I would have rather had an all black helmet, helmet too because the helmet was white. Yeah. And then they did it one time with the white pants. With like a red helmet. Yeah. But there's always it. something off a little bit. Yeah. And the time they had cool ones, was it was it black jerseys and then they had the white helmet with the but it was a black stripe. Yeah. And then yeah. The red See, never quite fully go. So I guess that kind of is there a second game that you have to pick from? Well, so that? Brandon has to give me his two picks if we want to oh, make this. I official. told you those. Ones. I know, but if you want, to <laughs> you got to do it on air. <laughs> Well, I don't remember what they are now. 
So this game is awesome. Without, we should start with this from now with, on. Without putting all the pressure on Brandon. Wait, does anyone know? Everybody's the watching. No, you can't. Don't <laughs> skip over it. Okay, hold on. I want to uh, see what the games are. Oh my god! I want to watch them. Just scramble. Okay. Now, yeah. now so, Andy's scrolling through his here, text. Here are the two games that I have to pick right. from. Here we go. <laughs> news to Brandon. Uh, this just in. Updated news. Do you really not know what they were? No, I can't remember. <laughs> Great radio. True, in my true investment <laughs> in the contest. Okay, so the first game is South Alabama versus Southern Miss. Okay, oh, Sunbelt okay. match up there. I'd take Southern Miss if I were you. And then the second right, game you is... you have to pick it? Yes, and the second game is Boise State-UCF. Oh, UCF. Both new coaches? That Both new coaches, some difference. It makes any difference. UCF is a five-point favorite. Thank you. I think it makes a huge difference on who has to travel in that yeah. one. Yeah. Boise State travels, right? Yeah, they travel. So, I'm going to go with the old Jaguars of South Alabama. That's a bad pick. And the old... Uh, Central Florida Knights doing it Scott Frost style without Scott Frost. Good pick. So what happens when you lose here? Then he's got three games. Yep. At sooner or later, we're going to take Danny's list of sixteen games, and I've got to pick them all correct. So, and you guys mentioned it. It was it was the big release, the official release, not the Herbie Husker jerseys. Did you guys watch the video of the release of the Nebraska? Alternate uniforms. I tried to ask earlier via email if we released new uniforms, and then no one responded. Brandon, what'd you that think of it? Fascistic. No, the I didn't see it. The video itself, I loved the video. I thought it was good. It was, it was sweet how they... Is that Was that down Havelock? Is that what yes. they were trying to do a yep. couple of weeks ago that upset everybody? Oh, yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah, that's probably where they were filming yeah, it. Yeah, it was. I missed this. When today? you were filming it. And then they're they're trying to yeah, then tie yeah, back into the, the game, the tunnel walk, right after 9-11 with the flags and, and all that stuff. So... Uh, the video I thought was pretty sweet, I, and I, I actually really like the helmet part of the jerseys as well, with the NU on it. So I like next week. I have a lot I want to say about you know, it, but I'm not. But if you want to talk, no, about I know. Now, I've, but I thought the video the, was. I thought it was really the cool. Nebraska alternate uniforms, and then I started thinking like, there's no way they're busting these out against Fordham. So uh, yeah, that can be a conversation for another day, especially well, it's next week against. Buffalo, was it? Yeah. 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 But next what? week is September yeah. 11th. That's why I thought next week I would talk about that. But it, but they just released it yeah. two days ago? Yeah, yesterday. a couple days ago, I think. We need to look. What is Nebraska's record when they were an alternate? Oh, I do not like that NU. It, I, it looks like Oklahoma. I, I know they had a, a huge comeback win against Wisconsin yeah. in one of them that I happened to be at with Rex Burkhead scoring a couple of huge touchdowns. And so... Uh, I know that one especially. I do think we lost in the black uniforms. Way back in the 1962 throwbacks, we won that one with, when Sue was on the team. Oh, Remember yes, those with yes. the black? I actually yep. like those, even just throwback style. Yeah. So yes or no on that NU, do you guys like it? This, uh, I, I like said, I liked it. Oklahoma too much. That's going to be a major com- topic of conversation for next week. Oh, okay. So... Uh, as we wrap up, and as Danny continues to scroll through his phone and a lot of videos. blow up sounds that you guys will, will hear, uh, extra points, Brandon. Uh, last thing I have, throwback game I'm excited about, uh, Florida State, Notre Dame. Kind of yeah. reminds me of like a 90s matchup, and I'm excited about that. That's mine. 
yeah, the only game on Sunday evening. So all the guys, pretty cool. Yeah. Danny, can I, I can I go? Yeah, I know I've talked about this before, but I just want to briefly tell you all how to enjoy the eleven o'clock kickoff. Okay, so you get up, brew some coffee, you have yourself a nice cup, probably uh, a little pumpkin spice creamer, yeah. or if yeah. you're ambitious, you drive to one of the places and you get yourself a, a pumpkin spice latte, <laughs> and you uh, you take the dog out for a walk. Stroll around on a nice autumn day. It might be 80 degrees, but you just got to visualize the autumnness of it. Uh, you come back. You uh, you just kind of relax a little bit. That's game day time. That's college game day, right? And then uh, if you want to, as as 11 o'clock's rolling around, if you want to make yourself a, a beverage other than a, a, a coffee, you can. But then you just ease into it. On your main screen is going to be Fordham at Nebraska. On your side screen, Penn State, Wisconsin, which is a game we didn't talk about that, that should be a pretty good one and pretty important for both of those teams. There's also a Navy game at 11, or yeah. Army game at Army 11. Army plays Army 11. Okay. And at this point, you can lay down. Like if you want to lay down <laughs> and watch the games at 11, you can. It's not fully engaged yet, so you can lay down, you can relax, and then you just you ease into it as the day goes on. But just know... That it's going to be a full slate of games all day, uh, finishing at 9 p.m. with the Colorado Rapids at San Jose. Start hydrating now yep. so you don't run low. That's Major League Soccer. The, the Rapids are like in the top three or four teams of the league this year. So if anyone's wanting to jump on a new sport, uh, those games <laughs> Maybe are on the, oldest the sport. Altitude <laughs> Channel if you get it. But uh, I'm here for 11 o'clock kickoffs. I woke up this morning and I, I always like to load my kid up in my watch vehicle and there's a little mist in the air. Kind of got Ooh. me excited uh, for some cool mornings. Uh, how do you attack a, an 11 o'clock kickoff and you're going to be rolling in on a bus at about 3 late Friday, early Saturday you're morning? You're right. I mean, you get the coffee. It's no problem. No I'll, problem. You're going to need to be up by 8, 8.30. You can do oh, it. My, yeah, I'm That's your I'm normal my, time anyway. My, my kids will have me up by then, but I'm, I might hit the, the dog line. walk is key. The dog walk is key. You get your, you kind of get your thoughts together. Enjoy the nature. Enjoy the autumn. The cool mist in the air. The leaves. And I might hit that lay stage pretty quick and early. Yeah, you can lay down. Uh, my extra point, and this only is probably gonna apply to a couple people, but Danny, I, I have to know: Did you finish the Game of Thrones episodes we've been talking about all day? Quite yet. Can I do spoilers on this? Or yeah, just say care? spoiler alert if you happen to haven't watched season four finale of Game of Thrones quite yet. Shut it off now. Right before I came over here, Tywin Lannister was just sitting there in the privy, as he calls it, and his and his son Tyrion walks in with a crossbow. Tywin tries to uh, talk him down, says, let's go to my chambers. We'll have a nice little talk. Crossbow right through the heart and another one right through the head. So, yeah, I did finish the end of that episode. And uh, it it was slightly expected, but mostly unexpected. Slightly expected. You never I knew, once mentioned. I knew Tyrion was getting out. I knew, obviously, he was You never ending. once mentioned anything about Tywin. No, 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 I didn't. I, I do think it is a big part. I'm, I'm really glad that you're back into it. Because that's honestly has been one of my favorite things is living through somebody else watching Game of Thrones for the first time. And just so you know, I'm almost done with season five 
episode one. I, I have it. my <laughs> list. Uh, I have my list saved on my computer at home. College football teams can, related. Can so we whenever. tease it? Sure. Are the are the Lannisters the SEC? Just yes or no. I I put this my list together such a long time ago. Okay. I'd have to look. But do you have the Lannisters as I SEC? went by by team? I was going to go oh, conferences. Okay. Right. So. Yeah. And I, I think I did. I did something very similar. I thought uh, you were saying family. I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying. We're kind of burying leaks. We haven't explained. This was an idea that I had three years ago. It feels like when we first started this. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, and I wanted to compare the houses of Game of Thrones to football teams and football conferences. And it was always an idea that I loved, and uh, it was something that I have yet to get off the ground quite yet, but. I think I, I'm reeling Brandon in. He's obviously put some work in. It's a living document. Still adding to yeah. it. You know? Well, let's do do some polls on Twitter. Just say, right. like, the Targaryens, and then give four team choices and see what people have to say. Do it. That could inform the conversation a little bit. Andy, extra point to finish this out. He's acting all mad over here because he, oh. he's not a Game of Thrones guy, but yeah, Why we all sit mad? here while he talks about South Dakota and Kansas. <laughs> Why would I be mad? I totally <laughs> understand my, my role in this conversation. Which Danny is, also wasn't a Game of Thrones fan until three days ago and he re-engaged. <laughs> so if you're looking for another podcast, say Sing Seconds is not quite enough. There's a pandemic and we magically go off the air for six weeks, eight weeks, <laughs> six months. Um, there is a, we'll call it a sister podcast called Cache All. From uh, the producers from of Sing Second. One producer of <laughs> Sing Second. Brandon, um, he's got a little intro video, in his, or not intro video, but intro episode, and then his first episode uploaded. It's all about tech. Yeah, little, ca- little class project. Do this turn. So, our, does like follows and listens, downloads all count towards your grade ways or? that technology fits into our lives and then it's like part of a personal branding and just kind of little projects we'll be working on throughout the term of it so. well you hear it here you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen you can't spell Hopefully branding without the brand of branded we're out